Yo, John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. And uh, yeah, I had a little <clears throat> discombobulation there. I forgot to go into the right uh, studio and it went live on some other things. So we're good. We're good. All right, guys. John Fitch knows nothing. It's Sunday. It's time to rock. We had <coughs> bare knuckles on Friday. There were some great bare knuckle fights. I'm a big fan of the bare knuckles. And then we had UFC early morning, and I was lucky enough to catch uh, some of it during the uh, Rule Zero podcast, right? Our stream on Saturday morning, early morning fight. We had the stream, so I was I was watching both. So I might not have been talking that much during the the uh, the stream, the Rule Zero stream, but I caught some of the fights. And then I had to teach class at eleven, so. I kept the stream going, and I ran my OBS. I screen captured, so I really videoed it. Yeah, it worked out pretty well. Um, my beautiful girlfriend stayed behind, and uh, you know she refreshed the stream, make sure that it didn't freeze. So I got to catch the whole card. I got back in time for the main event. Um, <clears throat> so we'll get to that, but we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the the bare knuckles first. All right, let's get to the bare knuckles because. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I support it. I like what they're doing. It gives me the old NHB vibes back in the day, you know. And um, I like it. I dig it. I dig it. You know, it's back in the day, man. You know, there wasn't a ton of money, and there wasn't any fame in it when guys were fighting in the early 2000s. So it was a different time, a different type of gritty, gritty fighter, different type of person that was involved in the sport you know you weren't making tons of money and there definitely wasn't the fame there wasn't much fame at all <laughs> even the most uh famous guys weren't that famous uh compared to the instagram model fighters we have today <clears throat> nobody was touching those uh 20 million plus you know <laughs> followers no, nobody was reaching anything close to that so it was different the type of people that you got involved in that sport it was different and i get that feeling from the bare knuckles where some of the uh the skill might not be there yet for some of the guys like some of the guys are high level they're good at this they're good at the bare knuckles um that there's still that thing there's that thing that real fighter that fighter that's there for the fight as opposed to i'm gonna get a lot of views for this man my Instagram is going to blow up, right? Different. It's just different. It's just different, different mindset, different type of people. You know, it was different type of people back then. Sorry to, to boomer you with my uphill and backwards in the snow both ways story, but it's different. <clears throat> yep, that's going to be pretty great, Gloy. Bare knuckle. He says bare knuckle man Eddie Alvarez Mike Perry take more money now yep Todd Duffy I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna try to meet up with Todd Duffy tomorrow morning and, and spar a little bit because he's he's fighting Ben Rothwell and I just I don't know man I'm so excited about uh, that fight and bare knuckles in general that I wanna I wanna lend a hand and see how I can help I'm like 220 225 right now so you know I got a little bit of weight I can throw it at Duff try to uh clinch him up a little bit see how that works out for him <clears throat> i'm just gonna feel for it myself because it's man 
It's a beautiful sport. It really is. Yep, that's the guy. He's the guy. Uh, let's do it, man. Bare knuckles. I can share screen with this too here real quick. Is this the one? Yep, that's the one. This the, I didn't see all the fights. I did see this fight. Lale and the Cooper. And uh, Cooper kind of used him like a punching bag. Lael got he got he got puffed up. His face was extremely puffed up uh, in that fight, and uh, it, it ended up leading to a doctor stoppage. It was round four. It was the beginning of round four, so he went three rounds, and then so it's round four. Or did they go all the way through round four? I think four rounds, I guess. But yeah, he was. He looked like he smoked a big fatty. His his shit was so so tight. You know, uh, so that was a good stoppage. Cooper landed some big shots throughout. Looked good. Uh, who else? Who else? Samples and Perez. Perez, we've seen fight a few times. He's a nasty little guy. You wouldn't think much looking at him. But uh, dude is scrappy. Makes things happen. In that ring. All right. TKO round two, 44 seconds. It's a stud. He's a stud in the bare knucks. Scott and Bridges. Um, I, I thought Bridges had that look in his eye. Like, he, he, you know, he's got that kind of dog who's going to go eat something. <laughs> he looked like, he kind of looked like a pit bull looking at a small child. And um, we didn't quite get it. <clears throat> Scott, Scott looked pretty good. If uh, they ever make a movie about Scott, I think, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Morpheus. What's that guy? Leto? Jared Leto. I think Jared Leto plays him. He had the, he had the braids with the gold tinsel in it. Magnificent. Wonderful. I haven't seen that. It was knife. I like the touch. I like the touch. But yeah, so that I, I, I called it wrong. I've been playing this new game. Playing this new game when uh, the moment that they're in the cage, both guys are in the cage, the fight, their names are being announced, and the cameras are panning at them. The guys are kind of like doing the pacing or doing whatever. Like there's a minute, there's a moment right in there where you can see their face, and it's that that moment of realization where they're facing that that horrible, stressful thing that they just got to go and do. And I think you can kind of see into their soul a little bit. And you can see a lot of times which which fighter is the fighter and which fighter is, uh, I don't know, <laughs> just just there for the likes. I could be wrong, though. I might be wrong, though, because I was wrong several times in the fights. And this was one of them. I thought that um, uh, Bridges had the look in him. And I don't mean these pre-fight, pre-fight stare down type things or this, this what he what he's got right here, you know. Um, like what? Where's the uh, this one? This? How do you do it? Yeah, make him big. Yeah, like those. That, that's not what I'm talking about because you know that's that's artificial. That's uh, in the back room. That's got lights in your face. 
You know what I mean? I feel like you can act your way through that. But there's a moment when you're in the cage, the doors are locked, You're it's just you, the announcer, you know, a couple officials and the other guy, and they're announcing the name. There's a moment you look in their eye. I think there might be a tell in there. Um, I might be wrong, though, because I, I was wrong a couple times. Because <clears throat> some guys, I think, are just shitting their pants until it's fight time. And then once... Once they throw the first punch, it's they're in the zone, and they're and then then they're the pit bull looking at the small child, and they're running them down. <laughs> they're about to get it. <clears throat> um, but yeah, solid fight. I enjoyed this fight. Yeah, round three TKO or KO. He hit him. He hit him with some like glancing type shots kind of on the back top of the head type of stuff. They didn't look like super clean where the head got turned sideways, but uh, they definitely were uh, damaging. He got he got dropped kind of, I think, twice. Stumbled twice and didn't get up the second time. Param, thank you. Says, Aloha, John. You're doing awesome, brother. Thanks for watching, man. Doing good stuff. Uh, what else we got here? Did we see? Yeah, Bashaw and Mayor. This is one of the ones I was wrong. I thought I didn't I didn't see I didn't see it in his eyes before the fight, but I was wrong. He came out, he threw down um KO'd first round. Sorry, I'm sorry, second round, 52nd, second round. Yeah, man. It was yeah, I was completely completely wrong with that one. It's way off. My my uh Theory was not panning out at this point. I was, I was, yeah, I was like zero uh, and two. I think they <laughs> started with the Scott Bridges. I was like, I'm going to try picking the winners. Um, Gates and Staley. Did Gates grab his hair at one point? Or oh, that was um, that was the, that was the UFC fight. Staley got the doctor stoppage. Round one after round one. Uh, and this, this was a pretty good fight. Holloway and Van Camp. Van Camp, I'm guessing, out of Indianapolis. I wonder if he knows Chris Lytle at all. I didn't hear Lytle say anything, but uh, he's an Indianapolis guy. They fought pretty good. Um, this was one of the decision fights. And uh, I think it was close. I think it was a good close fight. They both fought hard. Um, evenly matched. So it'll be interesting. They may end up, they may end up finding again someday. That was both of their debuts. No, it looks like Holloway had a fight before, but he had a draw. Is Van Camp, is that a white belt? Did he tattoo a white belt on his body? I don't know. I don't know about white belt tattoos. Mike sounding good tonight. All right. That's good. Sometimes it gets poppy. I don't know why. Can't figure out. Um, Kroom and Soto. Yeah. Uh, Soto. Man, this fight. So Kroom really just, he pushes way. He closes the distance, pushes way. I can see what he's doing. I can see the strategy. Not a bad idea. But once he pushed Soto into the fence, he didn't do nothing. So what happened over and over and over again for the whole fight was 
Kroom would run in and get tagged two or three hard punches and get his face lumped up. And then he would make contact and then push Soto into the fence. And then he wouldn't do much. He didn't throw and land him any punches. It would have been a great strategy if he was able to shoulder bump and roll and, and dig some uppercuts and body shots in there, but he didn't. Uh, bump, switch your feet to the other side, dig to the body, go to the head, come with the hook. Like, work in some inside fighting in there, like press and release so you have space to do something. He didn't do any of it. Like, if it was an MMA uh, fight, like, it would have been a decent strategy. If he was throwing a bunch of knees and tying up the hand and pulling the head down and trying to get him to the mat from there with easy, you know, easy takedown and things. But, but he didn't. He just pressed and kept pressing and pressing and pressing into the ropes. And he didn't really create any space in order to fill that space with any violence. And that's that's what it is. Like, I the strategy, I get it, is probably how I would fight. I would probably press inside, get him into the ropes, because that takes away his power shots. I wouldn't take the two or three shots coming in, though. You know, you got to make a miss. Make a miss on the way in. Get in tight. Then when you're on the ropes, he's got to carry your weight a little bit. You can't hang as much as with MMA, but you can still press, and that, that, that does take some energy out of the guy. But you got to create the space, the ebb and the flow. Push in, give a little space, pop, pop. Um, I don't even think he was that active with the rabbit punches you know he wasn't even doing a lot of the just uh, the the constant light punches into the into the body because those will add up over 10 minute rounds over 10 minutes of fighting you know um man i understand what he was doing but he just was not just was not as effective as he, he he needed to be he wasn't he wasn't effective at all could have been but Good news is, like, uh, Soto's tough. He's got a lot of experience. Small adjustments, make some small adjustments, and, and and he could win that fight or beat a lot of other guys with the same type of style. Just you can't you can't take that type those type of shots coming in. There's too many, too many to the dome. I don't think that's too false of a statement. Rattlesnake saying Clay Guida would have flourished in bare knuckle rules. I gotta agree with you. Mulatto Vanguard says bare knuckle FC is the most entertaining combat sport to watch right now. Way better than UFC. It feels a lot realer. <laughs> it feels a lot realer. Uh, Michael asking some fight questions saying uh was Yushinokami as strong as he was i didn't think he was strong at all <laughs> who fought who fought who fought in pride who are you saying who said what who fought in pride Nice. I hope uh, it's a good drive home, E Cruz. All right, guys. Hey, we got uh, what, like 15 or so watching? Can we get all you bros to uh, hit the like? Here we got. We got 13 on on the on the uh, YouTube's. Hit the like. Make sure you hit the likes. Hit the likes on the Facebooks. Everything else. Ah, because you know I am not friends with the algorithm. 
That ain't that ain't you ain't wrong there, rattlesnake. He says the damage in bare knuckle piles up quick. Yep. <laughs> so rattlesnake says Vanguard says uh, those bare knuckle miles add up quick. Yeah. It'll be interesting when we get to a point where these guys have like ten fights or so. I feel like bare knuckles is one of those sports that tells you real quick whether or not you should keep going or you should <laughs> you should try something else. I think uh, it doesn't take too many ass whoopings for you to be like, you know, let's try basket weaving. Main event. Again, I was surprised at this. I thought both guys had the look in their eye to win. I didn't think there was any fear or doubt when I did my little check at the beginning. Um, but Barnett Jr., man, he has been around for a little bit. He's won a number of fights. He's been the champ for a little while. And I, I thought he'd probably win the fight because I didn't. I haven't seen Richardson much. But Richardson was tough. He was really good. And, you know, when I saw his corner, it made me think twice about my pick, right? After uh, they did the announcements or whatever, and I see looking back at his corner, I'm like, wow, wait a minute, man. Uh, Richardson, he's got he's got two black cowboys. He's got black cowboys in his corner. And I was like, that's scary. <laughs> his white boy, his white boy in his cowboy hat. He had like his girlfriend back there with a cowboy hat on, and then two black dudes. And I was like, black cowboys. I was like, man. I was like, I bet this guy's tough as shit. <laughs> I was like, I might want to change my bet. <laughs> and he did, man. He was tough. And that's uh, saying a lot. That's saying a lot. Saying a lot because Reggie Barnett Jr. is a, a tough sob, and he's been fighting hard for a little while in this in this game. Like they said, he was in the first show, right? He fought in the very first show. Um, <clears throat> nine and three, bros. This monster has had 12, 12 bare knuckle fights. That's just tough, man. It's just tough. I don't care. I don't care who you are, what you say. You ain't fought 12 dudes bare-knuckled. <laughs> that's, that's some shit. Sorry, it is. It's some shit, man. You fought 12 dudes bare-knuckled. All right, bro. <clears throat> and uh, Richardson was just tough. He, he was tough, hit hard. Round two, 58 seconds. All right. It's 4 0 now. We'll see what's next for Richardson. I think I think the small guys in bare knuckle are way funner to watch than the small guys in UFC. And I'd say the same thing about the small guys in one FC as far as the Muay Thai and the MMA club Muay Thai. Bare knuckles is doing a the bare knuckle event with Sen Chai and, and Buka. Uh, that's bare knuckled Muay Thai. It's, they're doing the kicks and elbows and, and, and stuff. 
That's wild. That's wild that those two guys are going to fight. Like, what kind of money? Man, that's nuts. All right, all right, all right. Pretty boy Floyd. Or Gloy. Pretty boy Gloy. Uh, says, dude, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about Kazmat when you get talking about UFC fights. We're going to switch into UFC fights now. All right, let's do that. <clears throat> and uh, Gloy, guys, is uh, one of my virtual students, right? He's taking the Fitch Smash program. He is on the uh, Telegram chat, private chat. We're working on uh, getting his fight game better, and he's learning my system at the same time. He sends me uh, videos of him doing stuff. I did a, a review of his fight breakdown, give him stuff to work on. It's working pretty good. So that's available. If you guys are interested in something like that, make sure you're DMing, emailing something, reach out. We'll get you we'll get you going. <clears throat> and we're in the beta phase. I'm I got the videos aren't the greatest. I got a lot of stuff that's older, but uh, you know, the technique and the lessons are solid. And I'm just building the rest of the program and uh working step by step so you can get it on the ground floor <clears throat> and it's going to be a lot cheaper than it's going to be when it's done that's for sure um let's do it we have uh did i not bring that up okay the ufc let's do it early prelims okay we got to talk about um uh, I didn't see the Magomedov fight. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. There was a lot of hype around him. He's undefeated. He won a decision against Bruno Silva. I don't know nothing about Bruno Silva. Experienced guy, 23-10. But, yeah. So, we'll uh, have to wait about this Shara Magomed. We'll see him next time. Magomedov. Magomedov. Uh, then we had – I didn't see this fight either. The Dudakova, Dudakova, I guess, fought with uh, staph infection in her ass, arse, her arse, and that's concerning because staph infections can kill people. They can. I've seen them wreak all kinds of havoc. Did you see what they did to Acosta's elbow? You see Paul Acosta's elbow? You see how disgusting that stuff is? Like, it eats the flesh, bro. It eats flesh, so it'll eat a hole in you. Remember when Kevin Ranelin back in the day got the staph infection under his arm? He had a tennis ball-sized hole in his side where the tissue rotted off. Like, it was seriously like a big gaping hole. <laughs> that's what can happen to you. And she goes out there and fights anyway. So she that's attempted murder. It's attempted murder. Like She could have killed somebody. No doubt, no kid, no kidding at all. Passing staff around, and then how many people fought? This dumbass was the second fight of the night. So that's one, two, let's see, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 22 23 people 23 people she exposed she exposed 23 other people including the judges that walked in there including anybody who walked in that ring coaches staff cut men 
uh, Dana, all those guys, anybody who walked in that cage the rest of the night was exposed to staff. And I could kill you. No joke. And as horrible as that woman is for doing that and exposing so many people to that disease, I can't help but sympathize with why she did it. These people are so underpaid. <laughs> they uh, they have to fight sick. They don't have the opportunities. And, and it's not just that they're underpaid. It's they don't have the options. They don't have the opportunities to, to miss the fight because they got staff. They can't pull out two weeks before because they have staff. If they're one of these smaller type fights, undercard type fights. Yeah, Paul Acosta did it, but he's getting a lot of shit for it anyways. Um, but she can't pull out because if she pulls out, oh, she doesn't get paid. Now now she can't afford to train and live, do anything. And now the company's pissed at her for pulling out. And, 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 and suck my balls if you don't think that they get mad at you for pulling out, even if you're sick. They don't care if you're on your freaking deathbed. And I guarantee you they don't give a crap about her going in there and fighting with staff. They care more now probably that she said it. You're not supposed to say that out loud, you dumbass. That's what she's in trouble for. That's what she'll be in trouble for. That's what she'll be punished about for opening her mouth about it. They don't care. They just want you on the card. They need your name. They need to profit off of you. They don't care if you're healthy. They don't care if you can perform well. They don't give a shit. That's why they throw guys in there on short notice fights. They don't give a shit about your career. They don't care. They want to make money tonight. Now. Want the money now. Screw your career. Screw your longevity. Screw your, your championship arc. Nope. We need money now. Pay me. Pay me. It's that meme with the guy in the bar. Pay me. That's what they want. Don't you dare pull out of a fight. And don't you dare tell people that you were injured in the fight. You're, you're in trouble either way. Either way. You're done. So I get why she fought. Because it's a no lose, it's no no win situation, no win situation. She's gonna piss the company off, but she she double pissed them off by saying something. She should have kept her mouth shut. She should have been like, "Oh, I had no idea what that gaping, festering, pussing, oozing thing on my ass cheek was. I don't know. Had no idea. <clears throat> Thought it was a bug bite. Thought it was a spider bite. Leave me alone. So yeah." It's pretty gross. All right. Super chat. Pretty boy glory. What's up, buddy? $4.99 donation to support the content. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Oh, man. Um, let's go. So that was that was that's pretty terrible. Um, the Breeden, Breeden fight, Breeden and Jubilee. There was a lot of talk about the Anshul Jubilee, um, and they he was he fought tough, but he, man, Breeden was a dog. That was a scrap. That was pretty entertaining. That was pretty entertaining. Those guys, uh, those guys threw down pretty hard, and uh, Breeden. It was just too much. It was just too much for uh, Jubilee. I think, man, he he would uh, 
Make him miss and hit him harder. Most of the time, most of his exchanges. And he has a hell of a chance for when he did get hit. <clears throat> Azatar Dumas. Azatar Dumas. I have sparred with Azatar before. Strong guy. Not that tall. You know. Um, and uh, this Cedricus Dumas. We've seen him fight one more t once before. And um, you might not think much looking at him. You know, he he looks a little bit like a SoundCloud rapper. He's got the, the tattoos, the face tattoos, all that stuff. I like the I like the uh, the nickname, the Reaper. I like it, but I like this kid. He's growing on me. He really is. Uh, we've seen him fight twice. Both fights, he looked impressive. Um, he. First round was extremely dominant. He got to the top position and <clears throat> was doing very well on the top. Decent ground and pound. He's got some grappling ability. Uh, he got put and you know, he wasn't able to get that secure takedown in the second round. And he was fine on his feet. He was okay. Um, Abu is supposed to be a champion kickboxer, right? And... Um, he didn't look very dominant in kickboxing against Dumas. So, I don't know, man. If I see Dumas's name up on something, I'm, I'm watching. Probably watching. Looks interesting. Interesting, promising, and that's middleweight. They need the fresh blood, man. They need the fresh blood. Let's see. Of course, that whole, the whole middleweight's just is so screwed up. Two welterweights just fought for a title shot. <laughs> like, so dumb. So dumb. Basharat and Henry. Basharat um, punted Henry's nuts. <laughs> he punted his nuts. Punted his nuts into Jupiter. I think, I think they actually had to surgically remove Henry's balls from his asshole. I think that's what happened. <laughs> I think Basharat... Kicked that dude's nuts in his asshole because he just he could not he couldn't move he could not go and uh, it sucks. Incidental, incidental. We didn't do it on purpose. By the end of the fight, no contest. I get it. I get it. That makes sense, right? You didn't mean to kick him in the nuts, but it happened, and um, <laughs> he couldn't continue. So I would say, yeah, no contest. Also, though, if you're my fighter and you go out there and kick in the nuts and it's so bad that you can't continue and you're missing half your pay because you don't get win bonus in the event of a no contest unless the unless the promoter's feeling sorry for you and decides to throw you some cash. Nope. You don't you don't get your you don't get your win bonus. So. <clears throat> Your trainer, that's 50% of the money he could have made. <laughs> if you're my fighter and you don't have a damn cup that protects your nuts, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. I'm going to punch you in the throat. Make you walk home. I don't care if we're in Australia. You're walking home. <laughs> you walk home from Abu Dhabi. That's what's happening. 
Because you can buy a cup that ties on. You can tie, buy a steel cup. Steel. You take a bullet in the junk with a steel cup. If you tie it on properly, it's not going anywhere. I've taken some massive shots in the nuts with a steel cup on. I'm fine. I got two sons. <laughs> right? I'm good. I never. I've been hitting in, in, in nuts in fights and stuff before. I'm not giving you a break. I'm not taking time out. I'm not resting. That's what that means to me. Is like, I'm a cardio guy. Even in wrestling, like before they made it a rule to tie your shoes, I or tape your shoes. I would tape my shoes because I don't want I don't want any excuse for you to get a breath. A breath. So I'm tying my shoes up tight, double knotting, and then I'm taping them because I want to make sure that that knot doesn't come loose. And oh, tie your shoes, and you got to take 15 seconds to tie your damn shoes. I got to get a break for 15 seconds. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm going to take every step and effort to make sure you don't get no goddamn breaks. I'm hitting the treadmill speed button and you ain't got no rails to hold on to. <clears throat> you are effed, <laughs> right? You can try to kick me in the nuts as hard as you want to try to slow the fight down. It's not going to happen. I got my super steel nut protector on. It ain't going nowhere. If we ever get <clears throat> um, paraglide attacked <laughs> by a foreign uh, enemy, I'm going to be outside with knife and my guns and body, uh, body armor and my uh, steel cup. And we're, we're, we're collecting scalps. <clears throat> That's what's happening, man. There you go. <clears throat> Clay saying it. I just said that in my last, in the chat, I wore a steel cup my last fight, 100%. You tie that stuff up tight and right, <clears throat> you're going to be good. I swear. It's not the most comfortable thing in the world. It's not. It's not. Um, I only do it for fights. Uh, practice, I have a diamond, diamond uh, MMA cup that uh, fits. I actually helped them design it a little bit because they gave me some, some, uh, um, samples like test products a few times and they asked for feedback and i explained to them why the the tie cup this tie steel cup was so good so they came up you know with a way to kind of mimic that the thing is like you're gonna have to tie it up your ass it's a g-string it really is you tie the ropes around your waist you tie that and then you take the the other rope and you stick it up your ass and you tie it and you tie it tight and that's it doesn't move it's not moving it's not super comfortable. It's not great, but it feels way better than hitting the nuts. It feels so much better than hitting, hitting the nuts. So, suck it up. I just, I just think. Um, protect your nuts, man. Protect your nuts. That's your legacy. That's your children's. You want your kids coming out with lopsided heads because you let yourself get kicked in the nuts once? No thanks. Um, peak with the decision over yeah yeah. Tim Elliott and Mokev. This uh this was weird. It was weird because yeah Mokev Mokev is tough. Um, he's very good grappler. 
He's a very good positional guy. I've said it before about him, though. They're not going to favor him. They're not going to give him a lot of opportunities. They're not going to push him unless he finds a way to uh, finish. He needs more razzmatazz. Now, I'm not saying that's right or wrong or whatever. You know, I think the the modern system of putting entertainment over ability is is lame. I hate it. It's dumb. It turns everything into pro wrestling. But from a realistic standpoint of where he is right now and where the market is right now, that's what has to happen. He has to he has to turn it up. He's got to do a little more razzmatazz. Uh, Tim Elliott. He's got a lot of razzmatazz. He was attempting a lot of submissions from his back, and I think that that gassed him. I think that wore him out. It's hard to chase submissions. You you really only have like, man, you got like 10 to 15 second grace period to finish the submission. If you don't have it, it ends up becoming a, uh, what do you call it? A, a loss, a cost loss, something like that, where the investment isn't going to be worth the result at a certain point uh, because you end up just getting tired. If you don't get that submission quickly, the longer you chase it and squeeze it, the more tired you're getting and you're still in a bad, and you're still not in a great position because you're on bottom with those, with those submissions. So you got to transition quick. You got to attempt the subs. And if you're not getting them quickly, you got to start maintaining that momentum transition to something else and look for another sub. Try to catch him in that transition period. But I think, uh, yeah, Elliot wore himself down. He started slowing down a little bit. And then a really weird thing happened where he need Mokev in the head. It was a total, a total, total illegal move. Kicked him in the head. His hands, he was playing the hands game a little bit, but he still, he got kicked, he got kneed in the head. And per my usual, advice i say um you're done <laughs> take the win leave you know he did something illegal <clears throat> it's not your problem anymore the fight's over the fight's over just take your money do a rematch come back it's fine <laughs> mokev did not mokev can decided to fight and um luckily for him Elliot had worn himself out enough to where he could get to a position and get to that arm triangle and get a nice finish. Kyle Wells, there you go. Sunk cost fallacy. Sunk cost fallacy. Is that the right? Is that the right usage for that word? Right. He's put so much cost into it, or is that some people sunk cost fallacy? That's because some people think that uh, they've already invested so much effort into something that they have to keep investing into it to get a reward. Is that the fallacy part? I think, I hope I'm getting that right. <clears throat> well said. Patrick Luther Winchester says, unsuccessful submission attempt. Sheesh. That's like you spend money and get nothing back. Yep. That's it. And that's funny. That's funny you say that. Rattlesnake says UFC has maybe the worst camera angles in any organization. 
But they, but Dana's all talking about how great their production is over everybody else. We're such the great producers. We 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 do so amazing. Our special sauce is so awesome. Cowells, yes, okay, I got it right. So I got my, yeah, my sunk cost fallacy correct. I fall into that sometimes. I know, I know, we all do. Yeah, that's 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 a weird thing. A knee on the ground is one thing. I very much just like that standing and a hand on the ground rule. Yeah, I I think it is. I think it's knee on the ground is downed. I think if you're tripoded, game on. It's already there's already enough limitations on the knees of the head on the ground. I think you know you want more finishes, freaking let us knee the head on the ground. So you style, you stuff a shot, boom, pass guard, boom, fight's over. We'll see, we'll see like a 30% uptick in finishes and fights. I guarantee. We'll probably also see a mass droppage of the Instagram model fighters <laughs> because their guard sucks. Their takedown wrestling sucks. Their takedown defense wrestling sucks. It's just, they're just going to get needing the head a lot. I'll be there for it. <laughs> oh man, <clears throat> yeah, I, we got a good number of guys in the chat. Make sure you're hitting the like button, guys. Appreciate you and the like. Do some sharing. Let everybody know we're having some fun over here. Uh, we got a little fireball tonight, and, and I got a couple. I got a couple pilsners just having a relaxed sesh. Uh, if you guys, there's a number of guys in the chat tonight. I love it. I love everybody uh, being in the chat. If you want to make sure that I see what you're saying and you want me to read it out to everybody, super chat, ma'am. Get it done. I'll be sure to uh, give you attention. All right. So that was uh, the preliminary card. So already there were some, there were some pretty good fights. There are already... Some notable fights to watch, things that were interesting. And then we get into the main card. So you had Nurmagomedov, no relation to the other Nurmagomedovs. Uh, and uh, Gafurov. And this guy is long and skinny, and he gets that choke all the time. He got it again. Didn't he? he I guarantee he got that choke once before, right? I'm not, I'm not tripping. But Sayed, he's got those long arms, and he goes in here, and he's like, ah, ah, and he, and he got it like this once, and he's like this the other time. Like he just gets that standing super deep guillotine where you can't fight the hands. Um, I say GSP showed a, uh, a defense to that, and I'm not, I'm not sure about it. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. He was just turning out. It was kind of like an elbow drag. I'd have to try it. But I always teach that we have, I call it a gator roll. Your gator roll, you got to gator roll out. You got to create a scramble. Because when you're that beat, like you're not beating the elbow, you can't fight the hands, you're in trouble. Like there's a noose around your neck, right? So I say you roll, you turn towards the elbow. We'll just roll like a hot dog roll, even if your back comes to the ground, whatever, because you're trying to rotate your head into a position you can't choke and then, 
work your way out. It's not clean and it ends up in a scramble, but you're conscious and you're not being choked anymore. I think that's a, uh, a very useful tool because I've seen it used before and I've tried it a number of times and I've taught it and had people do it to me and felt it and I know it's strong. Then we get into Ikram Eliskarov and Wiley Elves. Uh, Eliskarov is a stud. He's big, big, strong guy. He's trained at AKA before. I can't remember if I've sparred with him or not, light sparred, but I know I've seen him around. Tough guy, big guy. It's good to see another big middleweight. Enter the fray, fifteen and one. Let's, let's, uh, you know, we've got some, we've got some guys moving in there that look interesting. I can't wait. That's 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 going to be good. But at the same time, man, then they throw. They got, they got. We'll get to it. The Jimmy Evan Gusman. Then next, this one is okay. Super controversy. I'm I I do not understand this at all. Uh, Magomed Ankalav and Johnny Walker. This is just insanity to me that this is a draw no contest. Johnny Walker goes out. They're fighting a decent fight first round, uh, kind of feeling each other out. Again, to a position where Walker's in the fence on the ground. He's on one knee. He's a grounded opponent. No, no doubt about it whatsoever. He's grounded. Ankalov knees him in the head, straight up in the head, kind of even brings him up a little bit as he knees him in the head. That's illegal. That's an illegal technique. I know it's an illegal technique because the ref stopped the fight because of an illegal technique. He illegally kneed the guy in the head. Right? Illegally. We all Can we all agree? Am I wrong? Anybody? Anybody in the chat? Have any other definition for what happened? That was illegal, right? All right, Patty, Pat Yo says illegal knee, DQ. Okay, so what the hell? Why is this a draw? Why is this a no contest? The guy used an illegal technique, illegal knee, 100% illegal, not incidental, not a nut shot. Not a, oh, I'm going to throw an inside leg kick, but the guy moved forward and I hit his nuts. Oh, I threw an inside leg kick and he moved away and I hit his nuts. Oh, I'm trying to knee him in the stomach and I accidentally hit his nuts. None of that. None of that. I'm going to knee this fucker on the head when his knee's still on the ground. That's what happened. <laughs> right? He, he flat out kneed him in the head. Regardless of whatever the doctor did or said or anything after that, is not important. It's really not. Illegal move. Knee to the head. Illegal move. Illegal move. Illegal move was done. The doctor said you can't continue. So the fight was stopped due to an illegal move. An illegal knee to the head stopped the fight. That's why the fight ended. It wasn't accidental, wasn't incidental, wasn't an oopsie. Ooh. 
He meant to knee him in the head. The guy's knee was on the ground. Illegal. Fight's over. How is it not a DQ? How is it not a D DQ? That makes zero sense whatsoever. Unless the UFC is like, you know what? We don't want to pay either of these guys a win bonus. Let's just call it a draw. <laughs> right? Because when it's a draw, it's a no contest, nobody gets a win bonus. How much money did UFC save? By just being like, no contest. There's no contest. We're not Abu Dhabi. These people will be pissed if we disqualify the guy. <laughs> like, what the hell? What are they doing? What the hell are they doing? It makes absolutely no sense. I mean, it does make sense because it's all just pro wrestling. None of this is real, guys. You understand that? Right? The fighters don't understand that. They're, they, they don't know. They've been lied to. They want to believe. It's still real to me, man, but it's all fake. UFC controls and owns everything. Rank, title, progression to title. When you fight, who you fight, who your refs are, who the judges are, what they think. When you're drug tested, how you're drug tested, whether or not if you fail your drug test, you'll actually be punished. That's the reality. That's what we're, that's what this is, guys. It's a, it's a reality show. We are not watching a sport. It does not conduct like a sport. It's a reality show. And the contestants win brain damage. Yay! Send the confetti. That's what you win. You get brain damage. You get brain damage. You get brain damage. Yeah, we get rich. Fuck you. Look at our yachts. You fucking douchebags. That also. Patrick Lucy Winchester says UFC decides when to cut you at will. I mean... You're not you're not wrong. <sighs> Regardless of uh the talk. And that and I think to me that is them reframing the narrative of what's happening. Just, I mean, it's no different than politics. What you see with CNN and and MSNBC and Fox News and how the mainstream news media twist things for the corporations and the government. This is no different, guys. It's no different. They they control the narrative. Nobody's allowed to talk about the fact that it should have been a a DQ. Everybody's talking about the language barrier in the in that stupid doctor. What a terrible person. No. <laughs> like, why isn't it a DQ? Let's just talk about that. Let's only talk about that. I don't care about anything else. Let's go. All right. Now let's get to the co-main in main event. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. 
Cameron Usman and Kazmat Chimev. Guys, I'm sorry. Kazmat is not as productive in fights as I was. He doesn't land as many punches or kicks. He doesn't do as many submission attempts. He doesn't get as much ground time on top and, and takedowns. They're uncomparable. But for some reason, Dana and these guys want to want to jerk him off constantly. So bizarre. It's so bizarre. And then they're also jerking off Usman all the time. Double-fisted. They're double-fisted, both of these guys. And what wrestlers really did Usman ever face? Woodley? Teron Woodley? Really? He never wrestled in his. He didn't wrestle in his fights, really. He just tried to throw the right hand. Right hand, right hand, right hand, right hand. He wasn't out there taking fools down a lot, but somehow Usman's this great guy. Nah, they 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 weeded out the wrestlers for a while. There weren't any strong wrestlers in the weight class for a long time, so he was able to dominate easily. Oh, well, he beat he beat uh, um, Jorge Masvidal. I don't think Jorge. I like watching Jorge, but I don't think he's ever been in the top twenty-five, ever. Just because he's fun to watch doesn't make him in the top 25. Sorry. One one big win over Ben Astrin. No, sorry. Ben was already mentally retired. It was a goof for him anyways. I don't even take that fight serious. He looked out of shape and fat already. Just as fat and out of shape as he was for the Paul fight. Like, who is Usman fighting that they're like, oh, he's the greatest welterweight? No, he's won a lot of fights in a, in a system where the UFC has a monopoly, where the UFC gives the fights to the guys they want to push, the guys they want to win, the guys they want to have huge, impressive knockout victories and highlight video finishes with. They set them up with those guys. They know who they are. They've done their research. They control the rank. They control the title. They control ascension to title. They do all the matchmaking. They have the UFC Performance Institute recording all of their physical attributes and abilities. I don't think any of it's real. I'm sorry. The fighters might be led to believe it's real, but they're meddling in everything. We know that they're rigging fights through letting people pass steroid tests that aren't passing the steroid test. They're just turning a blind eye. We know that. That's a factual thing. It's happened multiple times that we know of for a fact. It's not speculation. It's not, oh, I think so because I'm mad about something. We know for a fact it happened multiple times. So how many times did it happen that we don't know about? I'm, uh, they control the commission. They control the judges. They control the refs. They control the press. If you step out of line, your career's done. You don't, you don't think they have enough power to sway and push people into directions? If you're a commissioner in, in a state that makes millions of dollars a year, hundreds of millions of dollars a year off of them doing shows in your state, You're going to do what they say because you don't have a choice. 
They're they're the behemoth. You got to do what they say. It's not a free market. If it was a free market, you could just be like, yeah, no, we're we're doing things legit. You can't just tell us what to do. If you don't want to do it here, we have all these other promoters to work with who also have world champions who fight for the highest titles. Uh, I don't think this is a false statement. <laughs> Michael uh, Gillette says that John Fitch could take out Kazmet right now while drinking Fireball. Let's go. Not wrong. Tyler does a stupid name. Says they comp the rooms. They pay the referees. They are the economic engine for thousands of people's lives. Yes. Yes. So people don't want to bite the hand that feeds them, even if it beats their ass. <laughs> even if that hand beats them and steals from them over and over again, it's still the one that feeds them. So they take it. They can't see a world where they feed themselves. They don't. They can't. Kanye West never said a truer statement than when he said slavery is a choice. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. I did not know this. They did a good job of uh, keeping it quiet. Virgin Taker 96 says, Tim Elliott was complaining that his opponent missed weight and UFC kept it in the down low. I didn't know he missed weight, so they didn't announce it. They didn't put it out there. They didn't put him on blast. Which, again, how can they do that? Doesn't Isn't the press in charge of what they report on? Isn't the press in charge of, like, putting it out there? Why would the UFC have any say in that news getting out? Isn't that weird? It sounds like some... Uh, the president's press secretaries type shit. It's wild, man. The lie right to your face. Oh, I cannot wait. This is going to be something great, man. I don't care how it goes. I don't care if Francis gets dropped in the first round. I don't care. I don't. I would love for him to do well and perform decent and land a few rounds and land at least a couple good punches, you know, but it's great. Pat Yo says, what about Fury and Naganu next weekend? I kind of hope Francis wins. Highly unlikely. I just want to see something fun and crazy and uh, something. I just want something. I want something to happen that inspires other fighters to take Dana White's nuts out of their mouth. And pick up their own nuts and be men for once. Stand up and and be a man and stop sucking his balls and thanking him for opportunities. You are the one who creates opportunities. Thank yourself and thank God. That's it. Dana White is a fucking criminal who's stealing from you. Treat him as such. <laughs> Treat him as such. I don't think you're necessarily wrong. Allegedly, James Y says they did the same thing to you, John, after you beat Rory and BJ called it a draw. 
right? It's not always that the fix is in directly, but when when you take certain people to dinners and you invite them to events and you schmooze them and you take them to places and 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 uh, are in the same high profile circles as them, massaging their balls, there's a good chance that they're gonna go with you and your opinions. They're like, cause a lot, man, when you meet some of these judges and some of these people, they're dorks. They're absolute dorks. They've never really accomplished anything. And they're just awestruck with all the superstars and all the crazy famous people they get to be around because they're judges. It's insanity. It's insanity. And uh, to think that these people aren't influenced by big money and big events and favors you're a stupid person. You're really stupid. Oh, we get invited out to, uh, oh, the private topless club. Oh, wow. Cool. Dana's such a cool guy. And then he pays a bunch of strippers to hang out with them for the whole afternoon. You're going to tell me they're not going to side with Dana's opinion when they, when they listen to his opinion at the pre-fight conference and how Dana's talking people up and then they're watching the fights and they can hear the announcers talking up the same guys that Dana was talking up. You really think they're going to go against that? Get out of here. Get out of here. You're not smart enough to be watching this show. You should go somewhere else. Cheers. Yes, that was a common, common rumor. And I talked to... <clears throat> these two ring girls who said that he was very he made them very uncomfortable that's as far as any details i ever got out of anything was that he made them very uncomfortable <laughs> it's not you're not you're not wrong there tyler is a stupid name says say what you will but whose mom hates them show of hands anybody uh, I'm in the same I'm in the same point at this point anymore. Boy, 100 percent Unpopular opinion. He says strip clubs, clubs. I yeah, porn, strip clubs, all that stuff. Uh it seems like a big betatization. Like I don't know, man. It's like pathetic. They want to give pathetic men an excuse to do something pathetic rather than actually talking to girls and being with women. It's it's uh kind of one of the ways I look at it now. It's really it's really gross. When you're going to go in and simp for horrible human beings. Why? Cuz they're they're naked. I just I don't know, man. And I was a guy who went to I went to a lot. We went to strip clubs a lot. All the time. It was a mistake. I wish I would have spent the time going to places where people were at and actually talking to to women rather than just going to the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> corn strip clubs and online dating is a joke and not productive waste of time and money i agree uh it depends some have a lot of success i had tons of success on the online dating i did and uh i needed to use that because i'm a single dad like i didn't have time to go out to the bar and like hang out or go to social big social events then maybe meet somebody just get get through it meet somebody 
to hang out with online. But yeah, I wouldn't recommend for long-term, long-term investments. <clears throat> Michael Gillette says, Breck Lesnar failing a pre-fight drug test and UFC letting him fight Mark Hunt was the lowest UFC steroid moment. Worse than John Jones incident and McGregor incident. Do you mean the John Jones incident where he fought uh, Vitor Belfort in Brazil when Vitor tested positive and they let him fight anyways? And Vitor almost broke Jones's arm, which might have ended his career if it would have been a severe shearing type break. That was pretty low. That happened. And at the time, they accidentally sent out a mass email, a mass email talking about it. It was supposed to be an internal private email of them covering up a crime. Somebody cheating, passing a test or failing a test, failing a drug test, and them trying to pass it along and let them fight anyways. The press wouldn't report on it because, because the UFC sent out threatening emails afterwards. Anybody who reports on this, anybody who talks about this is done. You will never work with us again. You will never be allowed to an event again. You will never speak with fighters or work with fighters or us ever again. And all the pussy-ass people said, yes, master, yes, okay, whatever you say. We won't say anything. Just don't be mean to us. It's pathetic, man, pathetic. Nobody would say anything. There were press people who were emailed that same email. Managers who were manage, managing fighters were emailed that email. And they did nothing. They did nothing. Not a goddamn thing was done. Absolute joke. A lot of people lost face. A lot of people lost face in that incident for me. Big time. All right, Rockfin, Rockin. Six people watching. Make their, make sure you guys hit the uh, like button over on Rockfin. Thanks for tuning in over there, guys. Appreciate it. If this one gets demonetized or <laughs> taken down, it'll be up on Rockfin. Okay, guys. So we talked about a lot of stuff. Uh, Islam Makachev and Alexander Volkanovsky. Uh, first off, I got to say... Yeah, I didn't see the first fight being a, a split decision. I didn't. I I honestly didn't think it was close. I maybe I was drunk. I don't know, but I, I didn't see what everybody else saw. I saw a very calm, composed Islam. I saw him doing what he wanted to do. I saw him showing too much respect in some regards to to Volkanovski. But everybody was scoring Volkanovski like big time points because he stopped the takedown. Like who cares? The point of a takedown in wrestling is to score a point. You're trying to score points. It used to be two points. Now it's almost 100 years later. I think they're switching up to three points. That's interesting. But you score a takedown to win points, right? You got to get the points. You got to get the takedown. You got to control. And you get the points. Yes, okay. MMA is not wrestling. Part of strategies with wrestling is to wear the other guy out. If I shoot 10 takedowns and you stuff 10 takedowns, you're tired as fuck. You're tired. I wore you out. And now you're thinking about takedown defense. Guess what? I'm ready to go stand up. I'm ready to change it up. 
That's called strategy. I got you tired and I got your eyes looking down when I faint. I didn't care about getting a takedown. Who cares? It's nice if I get an easy one. Cool. But it's more important to make you work. The more you're defending takedowns, the less you're throwing punches, the less you're throwing kicks, the less you're in on my legs. It's not all about finishing the takedown. The work, the process, a lot of times is more important because I'm wearing you out. I'm leading the dance. I'm making you react to me. I'm getting you tired as hell. And that's going to open things up. That's what I saw when I saw the first fight. So I, I didn't understand everybody talking about Volk winning the fight or, oh, we got to get a rematch to him. Um, but Islam, he's tough. He's good wrestling. He doesn't fight like Khabib. But he's still, he's a monster. He is more technical. He is more slick. He doesn't have the power and the strength of Khabib. But he has more, um, more variations to his attacks. He, ha he has a cleaner technique with a lot of his stuff. Like a lot of his, a lot of his wrestling stuff, he has awesome foot sweeps. So he doesn't have to commit a lot of energy to it. He in his fight, he looked great. His striking is very clean. Uh, you know, Habib will make you miss if you hit him, he'll walk through it, and then he's throwing straight punches into the clinch into takedowns. Islam can kickbox, he can kickbox well, he can do Muay Thai well, and uh, he did a great job. I noticed early in the fight that. Well, I mean, it was an early fight. But, like, right off the bat, I was telling him, kick the body, kick the body, kick the leg, kick the body. Because that hand was already kind of not set in a good place. He didn't have it up high. And I was like, man, if he hits that body a couple times, the head's going to be open. He didn't even really need to hit the body that many times. He might have thrown one kick to the body, but he was mostly kicking that front leg and then went high. And it was too fast. It went over the glove because Volkanovski was holding it a little bit low. And that's what happened when you have when you have that uh, southpaw versus orthodox. You got the right hands and that right right kick. That was um, crow cop, crow cop's killer. He'd smash you and crush you in the body, and then when your elbow came down to protect your body, you'd come up over the top, over that glove, split your dome. Twenty five and one man, Islam. He's a stud. He's a stud. He's slick. He can fight off his back. He hits submissions. And his stand-up has gotten increasingly better. Much more. He looked really calm and composed in there with Volkanovski Saturday night. Um, he didn't look like he was gun-shy or worried. He was very smooth with his defense and delivery. I thought it was very good. It was a beautiful performance. Now, on the back end. Okay. We got to be real. 10 days notice. 10 days notice. It wasn't a full camp. And I think the fact that these type of fights happen is, is disgusting. It's disgusting. It's uh, so gross and manipulative of the athletes. It's gross. It really is. Um, to force a guy into a position like this. Because he may not ever get that chance again. 
you know, because the last fight was, even though I didn't agree, it was a split decision. So he went from a split decision to getting knocked out in the first round. Well, one fight he had a full camp. One fight he had 10 days notice. You think that had something to do with it? Maybe. Why would a company, why would a promoter risk one of their big talents? One of their pound for pound greatest guys. Why would they risk his health and safety and longevity in a short, short notice fight? Because pay me now. Pay me now. That's why. Pay me now. Pay me now. Pay me now. That's why. They don't give a shit about your long-term success. They don't care what you can achieve. They want to get paid now, today. They don't care about what happens tomorrow. Pay me now. That's their whole thing, man. They don't build shit. I guess maybe they do build shit. <laughs> build shit piles. Tell them fake stories. <sighs> Tapuria um, versus uh, Volk. I don't think so. I think Volk. I think Volk is a tank at one forty-five. He is, man. He's a tank, but it's just. I don't think he's gonna cut it at fifty-five. I don't think he cuts it against Gaethje. I don't think he cuts it against uh, Charles. I, I don't think he cuts it. I don't. Um, I think he beats. McGregor, McGregor's never fighting again. His ankle's broke. <laughs> he's good thing McGregor's rich because his ankle's broke. I don't think he's ever going to be fully healed enough to fight a legitimate fight. He needs to like have some kind of boot brace on and do some charity boxing bullshit. Go fight one of the Pauls. Model Vanguard says UFC doesn't give a shit about the fighters. They're salty that Francis outsmarted them 100%. And I helped. You're welcome, Francis. You're welcome. I'm glad you're getting these millions of dollars because I took such a big risk with some other fine gentlemen who are willing to take a big risk when so many others were cowards and still are. You know how many guys have removed themselves from the class action lawsuit, guys? right? Zero. Not one. Not one single fighter who fought in that time period has renounced the lawsuit. Not a single one. Hmm. Hmm. Almost like they're playing both sides. <laughs> pay me, UFC, and I'll suck your balls and tell everybody you're great and how great you pay us. But when that settlement check comes, <laughs> I cash that shit. I might get in trouble for saying that, but it's gross, man. It's kind of gross to me. Man, I just feel Michael Gillette said, what did you think when you heard about Phil Brony? It's heartbreaking, man. But like, you, there's a lot of steps that have to happen and take place for you to even put yourself in that situation 
to be there and man don't don't take those steps you know i hope he finds his way out of it all right but like man you're talking about fucking around in another country guys you go to another country like don't get shit-faced don't do drugs like (laughs) seriously those places don't f around man and it very it very well could be just he's getting set up for some reason i don't know they want to make money off him they want to turn him to a drug mule i i don't know i don't know what's happening man i hope it works out though well i think he's already kind of screwed gloy gloy <clears throat> saying is bone nickel the next wrestler to take over the division assuming the promotion doesn't f him <clears throat> the the um middleweight i he has a great amount of talent and ability to do a lot in the sport but he needs he needs experience and yeah he's already getting pushed hot and heavy now and it's the same pay me pay me now pay me now attitude that they have that may screw him over it's may f him over you know i think he needs 10 fights 10 fights 10 wins in the ufc before he touches a ranked opponent that's my opinion otherwise they're they're doing him wrong they're doing him dirty and even that might be fast let the kid develop okay give him two solid years to develop at six fights i think people can wait that long let him build his following up let him win winnable fights let him get the experience he needs to be calm, cool, collected in the cage, get his his uh, striking smoothed out and blended into his wrestling. Let that happen. Give him some time to do that. But UFC's not going to do that because they want to get paid today. No, today. People know who you are. We got to get paid off your name now before you get great. Because when you get great, you'll have leverage. And we may not be able to control you and steal as much money from you. <laughs> That's literally what they're doing. Every single time this happens. Yeah, Noah's, Phil was Phil was fine. You know, he had freakouts and yelled on occasion, but yeah, I don't know. He kind of burned some bridges too. All right, guys. But Islam, Islam's a stud, guys. He's good. He really is good. Um, Dagestanis are tough. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oliveira fighting him. I don't. I don't really see. Uh, you know, uh, Oliveira is a is a grimy, gritty guy, and you know, it's always possible that he finds his way to a submission or something because he's durable and he might take a beating and get put in bad spots but keep fighting and he keeps fighting so that's always a possibility charles always has the ability to to step up and turn things into greatness you know but i just i don't see it happening i don't i don't see him beating islam i don't see gaethje beating islam um chandler mcgregor like I don't see anybody right now. And then, so how many fights does he win before people start demanding he moves up and find fights tougher challenges? 
I don't think he's as big as Khabib. He's not as big as Khabib. Khabib would have had a much easier time moving up to welterweight and fighting and winning fights. I think Khabib could have moved up to middleweight and fought and won. Um, still could. But I don't know. I get more of a uh, a 55 vibe from Islam. He's always going to be a 55 hunter. Josh Thompson. Fought with him for years. Trained with him for years. I, I don't think he would ever be a 70 pounder. It's just not. Like you'd have to do some like major bulking and lifting and <laughs> cycles or something to get big enough. And then I think he would lose himself in the extra 15 pounds of muscle. I don't think he'd move the same way. So I, I think I think that's the same with Islam. Islam never got huge. Like Habib off season or when he first came back to start training camp when he had two months till fight time, he would be like 190. Like it wasn't un, uncommon for him to get up to 200 pounds in between fights. I don't think Islam puts on that much weight. I don't think he does. He doesn't get that big. I don't think his frame's that big. So I just let him be a dominant champ at 55 for a long time. Or, mm-hmm, think about it. We add the 65, switch 70 to 75. Mm-hmm. Aha, aha. I'm onto something, I think. Yeah, these guys. There's a lot of meth. There's a lot of there's a lot of mess. A mess. I'm sorry. A lot of mess. A lot of a lot of mess. There's a lot of mess right now in the sport. Uh, 85. You got you got Strickland um, winning kind of out of nowhere. <laughs> like no real ground. Like if he fights a, a, a tough wrestler next, like Bo Nickel beats Strickland. He he does. He gets to take down. He puts him on the ground. He beats him up. Probably gets to a submission. That that happens first second round guaranteed guaranteed. But I think it's a bad idea for Bo Nickel to fight that soon because I again I say experience. But this the whole the guys it's just so it's so bullcrap because it's all make believe. If when they they control it's been a decade of them controlling the title controlling the rank telling you who's actually good versus there being a legitimate independent ranking system. That, that matches guys together. And you can see an actual independent ranking system do this. And guys from all over the world, all over the world, from different promoters can fight each other, and the, and the ranks are universal. Why would you think for a second that the system is real or better in any way? You're watching pro wrestling. Oh, well, the fights are real. Uh, yeah, the fighters are going in there and fighting for real. But everything else... The, the judge, the ref, the cut man, the, the press, the managers, it's all fake. It's all pro wrestling. Every part of it. KFAB, 100%. None of it's real. It's all just a fake show pushing a reality, reality TV. It's reality TV. Road rules versus... Freaking, uh, what was the other? What was it the road rules versus whatever the frick? <laughs> I can't remember. Oh man, 
winner gets CTE. It's terrible. You have been robbed. You have been robbed. We've all been robbed of a great, brilliant sport. Before 2010, guys, I'm sorry. It was evil competition. It was even competition between the promoters. You had Pride, WEC, UFC, um, Strike Force, King of the Cage, Shudo. What was the other? There was another Bushido. Man. I think M1 was around. There was like there was like almost 10 promotions. I would say there was about 10 promotions. They could all pay comparatively. 50,000, 75,000, 150,000. In those ranges, everybody, if you were good enough, sell tickets, whatever, there was there was places for you to go. There was more competition. Those titles were looked at an equal basis on some regards. Uh, Pride was the king, most top one, and UFC, and then everybody else. And then UFC wasn't even that much higher than a lot of other guys. And then, man, you also had a situation where most contracts, most fight contracts, were one fight or three fights. Most of them, most of the time, most places. Like you, I, I was, it was, I wasn't until after the UFC, after I left the UFC in 2013, that fights more than, or contracts more than three fights started happening. Then they started doing like five fights and six, and five fights and eight fight contracts. So three fights, that's a year. You can get three fights in a year. So you're telling me that like one promotion, Right, who has comparable pay to other comp promotions who are only going to sign you for one to three fights, you had more ability to leave and go other places and fight more. You know, oh, maybe UFC was uh, signing three fight, uh, three fight deals, but they, they weren't paying, they didn't want to pay you as much. But like King of the Cage was going to pay you more than UFC, but they're only one fight deals for oh shit. So I can go fight for them, and then two weeks later, I could sign a fight with another promotion. And then a month later, I got a fight with another promotion. And they're all the similar pay. So I ended up fighting four times, six times in a year for the same same base, even if it was the same base of what the UFC pays, 20 and 20. Well, now instead of one to two times a year, you're fighting up to six. Yeah, that's a lot more money. It's a lot more money. It's a way better system. So that would be a great resolve to the nonsense happening here is one-year limits on the contracts. Let's do that. If you don't want to do boxing style, um, one, uh, or I'm sorry, boxing style, independent, uh, independent titles, independent ranks. If you don't want to do that. You want to keep everything in-house, keep promotional titles. Cool. One-year contracts at the most. That's it. You get 12 months to fight me and promote me. Make me happy or I'm gone. What's wrong with that? Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing, guys. Not at all. Oh, man. I ranted for a while tonight. It felt good. <laughs> felt pretty good. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. I had a, uh, a fun night tonight. It was good. There was good material to talk about with these fights and stuff. 
Thanks for popping in. Thanks for the super chat. Uh, guys, check the links in the programs and stuff below. Go to johnfish.net. Sign up for the newsletter. I got the fitness programs. I got grappling and wrestling and everything you think of programs in there. Self-defense programs in there. Learn to fight. You're going to need it. Right? You're definitely going to need it in the future to come. Um. And then again, uh, I'm working with Coach Gloy here, and he's going to learn the fish smash system. I'm going to help him with his fighting, and uh, you can too. Reach out, let me know if you're interested. I will remotely coach you. We have a Telegram private chat where we can share techniques and uh, advice and. Uh, stuff like that. I can email you the programs, the lesson plans, the videos. Uh, the videos are rough. Some of them are rough, but we're working on making them better. Yeah, it's good. It's going to be good. We're going to keep growing. Let's get it. Let's get it, guys. Thanks for watching. Have a good week. I'll check you all later.